A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, podcaster Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. On the show, we're joined by my friend Anna scarborough Rawson, also co-host of our podcast Gloss, which is our home of pop culture. You should definitely check it out. I'll leave a link in our show notes. We chat about how burnout culture is not it and how we're working to undo negative thought patterns and habits. Anna's seeing a therapist. Did he try to fire himself? Wait till you hear what happened. And what is revenge bedtime procrastination? I've had to mum myself and focus on my sleep routine. By the way, Anna and I both got diagnosed with ADHD this year. We recorded an episode previously all about that. You can check it out in your feed. I'll add another link in our show notes. Make sure you hit follow on your podcast app now to subscribe. Let's get into it. Okay, weird song over. Bye. Hello, Anna. Hello, Belle. We, we are um, together to record something really cool for Gloss, but I wish we had turned the mics on before because we started just chatting and having a really good conversation. So we thought, hey, we'll start recording this because... Why not? If we're both feeling like this, I'm sure there are lots of other people feeling like it too. We were talking about how a lot of us feel like... We put so much pressure on ourselves to do so much and life gets so busy and mm. then... You feel like you're just never doing enough and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and it's like burnout is the goal Mm. but burnout's really not cool and burnout takes a long time to come back from and it doesn't matter what stage in life you're at, it's just like there's so much stuff to do and it can be really overwhelming. Both of us with ADHD, we already put enough pressure on ourselves So like already got this huge inner critic and comparing ourselves and telling us we're not doing enough. We've just been talking about how to, um, I guess, unfuck ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's this thing called the silent resignation at the moment. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's trending online where people aren't doing the extra stuff in their job that they've been expected to do for so long. You know, especially during COVID when you might have to work overtime or if you were at home, obviously you're working all the time, but it's just setting those boundaries Mm. and it's it's saying it to yourself as well like we've had conversations on the self-love club about this recently and I feel quite strongly about it is that we actually have to undo some of those bad habits and beliefs for ourselves I mean no wonder that we feel that way or because we've been raised in this culture for hundreds of years that your value is in what you do how much you're doing how productive you are, how much you're earning. And even look at our parents and, you know, our grandmothers and and generations back. They were always doing so much for their children and other people. And that's a lovely quality. But also at the same time, we have to kind of undo some of those habits that, like for me, an example, and I think a lot of us feel this way. And when you have ADHD, looking at what you've done in a day and going, I haven't done enough, at the end of the day feeling like, oh, and then getting really down on yourself, right? learning to go actually I have done enough and shut up that sort of voice and those habits of burning out yeah no I feel like that all the time I'm constantly thinking I've not achieved anything or quite often hear myself saying that I've not achieved enough or I've not done enough but yeah I guess what trying to normalize mediocre (laughs) normalize being mediocre yeah normalize just doing enough being able to stand back and 
like you were saying before, <laughs> we're not like saving lives. No, like I've had some, you know, when you have whatever in your job, something goes wrong, whether it's technical issues or something goes wrong. Yeah, it's annoying and it can cause issues in your business, whatever your work is. And it doesn't mean that it's not valid, but I try to go, okay, I'm not, I'm not saving lives here, like I'm making podcasts or yeah. I'm doing this, you know? So it's not to say that our lives aren't important, but it's just take it easy on yourself a little bit. I don't know about you, but when you get into that mindset of, oh, I'm not doing enough, that's such negative self-talk in itself. You're telling, you're invalidating the things you have done in that day. That cycle that you need to sort of break, but it's going, okay, that's enough. Or making a list of what you're going to do that day or that what you need to do that week. And the thing with having ADHD, we've both learned, is that most of us, are, it's like all or nothing. Mm. So you don't know how to stop. We almost have two, I've heard people talk about how the whole title of it is wrong because it's attention deficit, but actually we often have too much attention, but we don't know what to do with it. And so, you know, it's like that hyper-focus thing. Often when we start a task, and I know you're this way, I think there's so many good things about having ADHD and you can use it to your advantage, but it's just working out how to, with what we know about ourselves, and there are so many resources out there. I've been listening to like different podcasts, learning from different therapists, information and how to like coping strategies, I guess. It's just learning the things that going into the day, I've done this, even though your brain's like, I haven't done enough. My boyfriend says, there's always stuff still to do. There's always stuff you can do tomorrow. You know, you never, you've got however many hours in a day and you just need to, we need to get into that habit of going, this is what I'm doing. And if that's what I've done, that is enough. I am enough and not placing your value on having to do more, burning yourself out and feeling like a shell of a human. Like that's not a way to live. Yeah. No, I've started recently therapy. Um, I'm only I think three sessions in and it's been quite interesting like eye-opening a little bit he has picked up on my perfectionism and quite a few times I say that I failed at this or I failed and he said why have you failed and he's given me quite a few readings on perfectionism but it just the negative self-talk and I drop the kids off at 8 30 and 8 45 I picked the first one up at 2.45 and from 8.45 to 2.45 I just go like as hard as I can to get as many jobs as I can done. I get so hyper focused on a task that I'm doing that I feel like I don't know if it's medication it almost takes me longer because I get so focused and I want to do I just want to do everything perfect and my therapist was saying to me you are trying to control chaos which you cannot do and you're also trying to control very small children which you can't do so if you are constantly feeling like you're a failure and those are your words you are constantly going to be feeling so crap Mm. because you're trying to control all these things that you cannot control and it's just going to make you feel miserable the whole time I love this therapist this is great I'm glad that he's helping you understand this you're so right I think people when you say that will so understand and find that information you've just given them some free therapy you know like Uh, really helpful he tried to fire me I think the last session (gasps) to be honest what happened oh I don't know towards the end of it he just like was looking at me kind of funny he just seemed a bit stressed out and he's just like Anna um is this helpful and I was like um I think yeah I think so I don't know I think so is this helpful I just don't want to stress you out even more like by giving you (laughs) by giving you these readings and I was like I came out of it thinking like did he just try to fire me like I seemed like I too hard work for him I seemed like I stressed him out yeah (laughs) I don't know so 
yeah, I'm sorry, Phil. No, it's probably just he's, from knowing you, I get what he, and it's just kind of, I see that image in my brain of him, like. He just was so confused. Razzled, holding his brow, being like, and I don't know, like, is is this working for you? That's so funny. I thought that a man would be quite good for me to give me, like, a little bit of tough, not tough love, but just because I've always been a little bit unemotional, I guess, but I think over the last few years, more and more, and I think it's a coping mechanism, like a wall that I put up because I do have, I am a really soft person mm. and the people that are close to me, I take on people's emotions and it can be quite draining because if something like happens to you, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. Um, so or I am. Empathetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, very empath- empathetic. So I thought that he would be quite good because he was a guy, but he's like the softest guy ever. And I'm just thinking a little bit maybe too nice. I I think he's giving you some home truths, though, about the whole. And I hope that's helping you with, you know, because I completely understand. And I think a lot of people will that when we're doing things, I don't know, it's probably a combination of one, our ADHD and being perfectionist and hyper focusing and wanting to do the best job at things. And a lot of that comes into not feeling like we're good at much throughout our lives like we do have that constant feeling of being a failure or having to try really hard to make some things work that don't seem to work so well for us yeah but it's going okay well how can I like undo some of those bad habits that I'm putting on myself that I don't let myself have a freaking break or a breath you know what I mean like it's like if we constantly keep living in that and I've definitely done that with my work and a lot of things you know like because we feel like and we get it modeled to us by society our families and ourselves because I like you I've always been the hardest on myself more than my parents ever were god like my parents never put any pressure <laughs> on me to do anything yeah and I mean thank goodness they didn't I went to school with some people that were like parents were trying to bribe them with money cars like for getting really good exams and I would go home and be like oh so and so is going to get this if I like, get that what am I going to get dad's like nothing <laughs> So, like, no pressure from them whatsoever. My dad dropped out in fifth form. He's like, you've already done better than me. Just do your best, mate. And, like, thank (laughs) fuck they didn't because I already put way too much pressure on myself. But I think it's so hard because it's generational and, like, literally have the best parents ever. But looking back and not to say that it's bad or wrong because they're just doing the best that they could. But it is generational, being a martyr. Mm. My mum you know, did everything herself, amazing mum, but did everything she by herself. And I can see even now, you know, me, I feel like I've got to do everything myself. I struggle to ask for help. My husband will be sitting on the couch doing something, watching. I just still won't Mm. say, hey, can you help me with this? It's like the need to feel like I've got to do it all by myself. And you actually just become a bit of a martyr. Mm. Like, Yeah, and it is generational. And it's just from like watching what our parents did probably because they watch what their parents did. Times have changed. There are more and more families where people are both working. So you've got to expect to share things. Just because I am lucky enough to not have to be working full time still is a full, being in my head's a full time job pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone needs help. And I think that's what I really like about modern day relationships and everyone's different and there's no wrong or right way to do it, but we should feel supported. And I mean, I I know for myself, I want to be part of a team Mm -hmm. and I understand that everyone's got their responsibilities and it's a bit of give and take and teamwork. I think if we look at our parents' generation and their parents, 
hard working so yeah. hard working and you had you know you had the what do they call the boomers and then you had the they call I think they call it the forgotten generation or the silent generation I don't know I think forgotten, forgotten who they are who are they the silent generation were the ones before our parents and they were basically told like oh don't talk don't make a noise don't make a fuss you know basically like That's shut up very much my nana yeah if you go back in history like grew up in depression and yeah and you know so they were very um grateful and resourceful and and hard-working, good people. And so I think a lot of us as a generalisation have had amazingly hard-working families and modelling. And so we're millennials, and then Gen Z is the one below us. And I'm seeing a lot of funny things online about how different generations approach things. And Gen Z, power to them. I don't know where it came from, but just an evolution of time. But they so value downtime and they're not going to, like millennials, we're suckers. We have let, you know, we've worked kind of like on the back of our parents, work so hard, people pleaser, do everything that everyone asks of us. Gen Z's come along and been like, yeah, I work hard, but I'm also like signing off at five o'clock and don't expect me to work after hours, which is like, you know what, fair enough. Why should you have to do that? On the back of that though, there's a lot of people that are super entitled like younger oh, yeah. generation and I have a real issue with that where they expect to have everything that their parents have and grandparents have at like 20 oh, totally, without working yeah. for it yeah um, but I feel like the forgotten generation will just be rolling in their graves watching <laughs> how the younger generations are living Piper <laughs> can get it down thank you you're right she wants to be just wants heard. attention yeah she just is like, where's my microphone, man? I got things to say. What's the um, generation after that? Like, what are little kids now? Like, your kids. I can look. I have to look it up. But Jen... Because what comes after Jen Z? Isn't that it? They probably didn't count on us living after 2000. Oh, that's right. They're called Generation Alpha. What? <laughs> Listen to what your kids will be. Generation Alpha is characterised, and they'll probably be my kids as well. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's characterised by being digital natives and spending hours and hours in front of screens. The technological advances that humanity has been experiencing throughout the 21st century. All boss babes and entrepreneurs. They have probably all be burnt out by the time they're five. <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. working so hard yeah, their screen time will make sure that they're monitoring their screen time but Imagine yeah them all turning up to like primary school in their little um power suits and like um briefcases they've just come from a meeting they're mm. all on boards of very important companies imagine little jagger and freddie doing <laughs> with their little suitcases yeah just come from my nine to five coming to school <laughs> boss babies yeah so no of course and, and nothing in extreme i think Little bits of each, but I do admire aspects of that. And it's interesting how it's happened generationally. I remember with my parents, it wasn't much about resting. It was always working. And it's not about not doing things. It's about taking that time for yourself. But I remember when I was a teenager or even a little bit older, the idea of having doing something for myself. Mum, bless her soul, love it a bit. She, she used to call it like, oh, stop self-pleasuring. And I'd be like, mum, it makes it sound like I'm having a wank, which I'm definitely not. But like, there was that attitude that you don't lie down and have it at rest. You don't, you know, you keep going, which I think's changed now. Like she's not like that anymore. Do you know that corn song? Have you seen your kids? Have they discovered that yet? Oh my God, you have to show them. I'll send it to you so No, uh, maybe not. We're current, I don't know. If we could, I love, love, love. The music my kids are into, very into like Freddie Mercury, but now we've gone to Elton John too, so that's cool. Oh. But they kind of kill every every right. song, so if we could move on, because I don't want them to kill Elton John for me. Yeah, Freddie was telling me this yarn when he was going to bed about how um, Elton John 
as his best buddy. He met him when he was a baby and he met him at Freddie Mercury's house. I was like, okay, cool, mate. So, like, I don't know what, where he comes up with this stuff, but I would quite like the corn. Isn't corn like... It's this song. No, 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 not that corn. It's this viral song, this little kid, and there's this guy who interviews kids on, like, a social channel and I'll insert a clip into this. It's a trend on social media. So I made a video into it and he, and he's going on about all the reasons he loves corn. And then these artists have turned it into a song and it's so catchy and cute. And he's just the sweetest little kid. He just really loves and feels passionate about corn. Oh my God. It's adorable. Probably Jagger's favorite song. Oh. Kid loves corn. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? And I made a, because it's a trend, I made a video of it being like, it's corn, but it's self-care and showing different ways. As someone who works himself to the core at times, I'm making very conscious effort to not do that. Like, it's not, it's not cool. Like, burnout culture isn't cool. Like, mm. I don't think it's a badge of honor. I think actually burnout culture is dying, to be completely honest with you. Like, you still see a bit of it out there, but I think the general consensus what I pick up on and how I feel as well is that people are sick of burning themselves out. Like, it's not fun. It's actually not glamorous. People are sick of being sick. Yeah, and especially after COVID, we've, I guess, learned what we want and what we don't want and had time to think about it and time to be at home with our thoughts a lot, which, you know, could be hard at times. I don't know about you, but I don't want to watch people on social media tell me that I have to, like, burn myself out to be successful. Fuck that. It's like this rebellion, I reckon. I'm, I feel passionately about you can work smarter. It's just teaching yourself. And I'm working on it myself because I have for the last few years worked fairly long hours. But it's not that I'm going to be doing less work. It's just learning habits and feeling okay to take a break. Like I don't have to sit at my desk for however many hours straight. You know what I mean? Which might sound weird, but I'm allowed to go have some food or go for a little walk and have a break, have some fresh air. That's like quite normal stuff that I think a lot of us have kind of, I, I know for myself, I haven't done properly for a while and that's not good. Like why have we got ourselves to that point? So basically I need to work on being <laughs> mediocre, um, just doing the bare minimum and being more selfish. That's pretty much my takeaways from this chat <laughs> I do not do enough of any of those things. Yeah. And eating. Yeah. Like, don't eat during the day. That's not good. No, I know. I end up feeling quite like I might pass out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my Apple Watch, like, says I'm doing a workout. I'm like, I'm just cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it fucked that we have to, like, we have to make time to look after ourselves, like, basics in life like to get some fresh air and I've really been enjoying with this nice weather going for a beautiful walk it's quick it's easy and I come back so much fresher I could schedule that in between like 12 and 12.05 breathe yeah. and then yeah get back to it yeah so yeah. even write these things down because I think we get too serious in our little lives that we think are so important and they are it's not like gaslighting ourselves it's just like you have time to breathe like we've got time to have some food. I always forget to breathe. 
Yeah. I don't know, even like, <laughs> especially in Pilates, when they're like, and breathe. I'm like, oh, I forgot something. I always forget to breathe. Still to come, why we need to stop comparing ourselves to others. I know something we hear all the time, but when it comes to our worth and how busy we are. Revenge bedtime procrastination, are you doing it too? And tricks we're learning as we unsubscribe to burnout culture. We'll be back after a quick break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I think also it depends, um, I don't know, who your partner is or what they're like, mm. because my husband is very successful, he's very busy, and his days can be like scheduled down to the five-minute sort of mm. thing. But he's quite good at when he comes home, Switching off. Switching, well, yeah. he's, he's getting a lot better at switching off. And then he'll ask me what I did during the day. I almost feel like sometimes because he's been so busy, I need to make myself sound mm. so busy. And I am busy, but it's just that my day it's compared to his is so different. Mm. So you feel like you've got to kind of make it sound more important than it was. So, mm. yeah, it's just that kind of that comparison. But then you just shouldn't need to compare because you're both like supposed to be on the same team. Yeah. But definitely if your partner is like you feel maybe on a different level to you, it can be a lot of pressure if you're the type of person that we are, put a lot of pressure on yourself anyway. Yeah, also being like a type A perfectionist, um, ADHD person that is now like a stay-at-home mum, that's like, whoa, like, this yeah. is quite an adjustment. I used to be really good at doing stuff, so then you try and do everything around the house mm. to perfection, but you don't get paid for that, so you may as well just do it mediocre. <laughs> Yeah, learning different habits, things that work, and just focusing on a few things each day and knowing that is enough. And it's not like this easy fix that we can just tell ourselves. I have to work really hard on that, and it's just a daily effort. And there's so many podcasts out there. I've been listening to a bunch lately, learning more about ADHD, learning about mindset. And I listened to this, there's this lady called Mel Robbins. Basically, she says that motivation is garbage. Because we're expecting to feel, oh, how can I feel more motivated? But motivation just comes through action. So I like it comes and it goes yeah. and it's... Because with me, something, it sounds silly, but again, our feelings are valid. But for me, sometimes I struggle and I'm working on this when my output for each day isn't the same. It doesn't mean that I'm not working. It's just that some days, you know, like life happens. You well, might, yeah. It's just that you're working on things, but it's more We're working on a lot of things. Well, you're working on things like with your work, but it's just you're not seeing the finished product or the result of it. It's more just chipping away or doing other bits and bobs or whatever. And I struggle sometimes with not feeling essentially like super fast and productive, the same level every day. Mm. And that's something I have struggled with. And I think it, it can be to do with a lot with burnout and just knowing your limits with yourself and setting better, again, habits so you're not overworking because then that over time happens. But she talks about how, like, motivation's garbage. Like, you're not going to feel motivated just because you're like, yeah, like, you might be passionate about something and want to do something, but that comes from doing it. So there's something you're putting off, which everyone does this. There's things you put off. You don't want to do it, but if you just make yourself do it, then you'll get through it. It's kind of like just making yourself do shit, the do hard stuff that you don't want to do. And especially yeah. one thing I've learned too through another guy, this guy called Perry, I can't say his last name, but he's like amazing. I'll leave links in the show notes. Um, 
this guy found on social media, he said that people with ADHD are actually can be their worst enemies at times because we no know shit. we know what we need to do. Yeah. And we know the things we're interested in. Obviously, we want to do those things, but anything we don't want to do, the hard things, we don't want to do them. But we have to do them. So it's just, just making yourself do shit. Yeah, but are you like me? Because I'm almost a little bit the opposite. The things that I like chores or mm-hmm. I don't really like doing, I want to do them straight away so I don't I don't like having something in the back of my head like oh I can't I've got to do that later like mm. I like to have the dishes done before I sit down to eat dinner I want to have stuff done so that I can sit down mm. and know that I've not got to do something that I don't really want to do yeah how do those type of people that like leave the dishes in the kitchen to the next day how do they sleep at night <laughs> how do people do that People just, I guess, have different priorities or good for them. Like, they don't have yeah, to I, that. I, Yeah, I aspire to that. Or, like, yeah. Freddie, you know, like kids. He sits down and he eats his favourite food first. If I'm at dinner, I will eat the food I least like first. Mm. So then I've got, like, my favourite things to look forward to. It's just, like, the difference in personality. Mm. Do you know another thing I've learned? We get into this is another thing I've learned about um, ADHD. We get into side, they call them side quests, right? So when you're doing something and then you find out about something else. But I have been doing a lot of listening and research and personal development at the moment, listening to different books, um, podcasts, and things, and learning a lot, which is I really enjoy it. And I'm I, I'm always committed to trying to be a you know better version of myself and and make things work really well. But one thing I've learned about is. I don't think it's just ADHD, but people in general and psychology. I've been listening to this neuropsychologist podcast. We often leave the things we don't want to do to last. And so we put the other things in front. So I'm not saying that's what you do with the cleaning, but I've learned it in my own day where, you know, you might get to the end of your work day and the thing that you really needed to get done, you're not done yet because you're putting it off Mm. till the end and then you don't get it done, which just puts you in this like constant state yep. of stress. And so a hack I've been learning is to, okay, do the hard thing first, which we don't want to do. I'll often look at my task list and be like, oh, that's the easiest stuff. And in my head, I'll think, oh, that can be done. So it's out the way again. So I don't have to think about it. But if you actually spend time on the harder stuff first, then stuff actually gets done. Yeah. Do you know, what? I think for me, the harder thing would be to sit down. If I sat down and like ate my dinner. Because I'd be staring at it, so maybe I just need to sit down tonight and eat my dinner before. Like, no, I'll, but you're you're allowed to do your dishes before if that's what you want. It's not about, a different time. I know exactly what you're talking about. No, but you know what I mean. Like you, if that works for you, like I often do that too. Like when I've made meals for myself, or even if I'm cooking for other people, like I'll often I clean as I go as well, which isn't a bad thing. But yeah, as long as you're able to sit and enjoy your meal, that's important. You know, there was something else my therapist picked up on a few weeks ago. I was just not coping very well and I was doing a lot of quite strange things. Like my husband was away and I was deep cleaning the couch at 2am. I was just obsessed with deep cleaning stuff and he picked up that it was actually me distracting myself from my anxiety. Mm. I was like, ah, and I kind of knew that, but like having someone else say it to you. And that's what I'm constantly doing, I think, by trying to be so busy is distracting myself from the anxiety and what he is trying to get me to do. And I'm, it's actually really hard when you start thinking about it and trying to pinpoint it, catching the thought mm. before it becomes a huge anxiety, like what is making me anxious. And I've been trying to write it down in the notes. I have been finding it really, really hard to mm. pinpoint the thought 
negative self-talk thought, but then he, you can then sort of like analyse it and then deconstruct it. That just brings back memories of my mum. She was like that, cleaning in the middle of the night, scrubbing things, and she's same, you know, ADHD, yeah. like anxiety oh, my, and everything. The couch looked, looks great. But it's having that boundary on yourself that, Anna, it's 2am, you're not cleaning the couch right now. And having oh, that tough love on yourself. And you feel shit the next day. Oh yeah, I bet you did. And then, But then you're making yourself feel even freaking worse by staying up that late. An interesting stat was 80% of people with ADHD have sleeping problems, have issues with their sleep. Oh, hello. The less sleep we get, the worse our symptoms are, the harder life is. So we, as people... Obviously, when nothing's perfect, we can't go live in an ashram and be like peaceful and not live in the real world. But we have to then, for me and for us, we need to make it a priority to make sure that we are getting sleep. And it might not be, you know, a full, if you've got young kids, you're not, you know, going to get this amazing like nine, eight, nine hour sleep maybe, but it's just setting that in stone. And yeah, a couple of weeks back, when my boyfriend first went away, I was doing that too. I would barely sleep that week. I felt like absolute trash. I was staying up really late at night. A couple of things. Again, when you have ADHD, we've got like quite a few conversations to have at once. I'm just going to park a couple over there. We'll have this one but first. But then I forget them. That's no, like, we'll, we'll I'm get, terrible at forgetting them. We'll but yeah, back. when your partner's away, it's kind of like, oh, mum and huh. dad are away. And you're yeah. like, I'm going to stay up really late, so watch TV. I did that for a week and I felt awful. Yeah. Honestly, it was so bad. And so I had to basically mum myself and go... Yeah. Bell, no. And I've been really focusing on my bedtime routine again, which sounds so freaking lame. But if that's what, you know, we've got to put that boundary on ourselves. One thing for me is I know if I work too late at night, the same for everyone, right? It takes you longer to wind down. So I have to put a limit most of the time, unless something's really urgent. But no, in general, that's it. No. And so you need to, you know, go and take whatever you take, you know, a sleepy tea or I've got, I started um, using sleep drops again. Mm. Um, they're actually really good. I really like them. I just got them from Chemist Warehouse. And so, I, you know, have a shower, wind down, all the things, get in bed early, stay off your phone, all that shit. Otherwise I end up scrolling till fucking whatever time in the morning and then, you know, and then your whole routine's out of whack. So I've been really making a conscious effort with that. If we want to learn how to operate in this world with what the knowledge we know, we need to make that a priority. And again, I'm not saying that we live in this perfect world where you're going to get the most amazing sleep all the time, but the effort you can make will help, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes when you say stuff to people, I've noticed as well, and not with the self-love club, people are like super cool and everything, but often people will be like, yeah, well, that's fair enough for you to say. It's like, no, let's stop that narrative of, you know, oh, you don't understand, you know, there are different, like different stages of life. Yeah. People kind of dismiss your. Like, how about yeah. we all are understanding of each other and not going? Oh, well, you don't have kids. It's like, yeah, well, just because someone doesn't have kids doesn't mean they're not stressed and their feelings aren't valid, you know? Like, and mm. just like people who do have kids' feelings are valid. I'm all about, and the self love club is all about being understanding and accepting of everybody's feelings. Everyone's valid. It's not a competition. No. We're all here to help each other out and be a team, which I. I think it's like such a beautiful thing rather than, you know, oh, you know, often you'll hear people, I remember hearing people in the past talk about celebrities, but like, oh, they've got a million nannies. Yeah, they do. And cool. Like, but let's not compare ourselves to them, you know? I think the comment maybe about like, you know, it's probably just a bit of jealousy. People with kids saying like to people that don't have kids, oh, you can sleep till 10 a.m. Like mm. no one really sleeps till 10 a.m. <laughs> in their 30s. Like, or maybe like, you <laughs> know, every now and then. And then vice versa. Like it's funny because, 
maybe half the people that don't have kids probably do want kids and there's mm. a few that don't want them and that's totally fine but like yeah. I personally just don't give a shit what anyone does with their lives like it's totally fine it's not a competition we're all gonna die like no one's <laughs> gonna get out alive and I just don't really think that we should get that stressed about what other people are doing with yeah. their lives like I'm so hyper focused on like <laughs> trying to live my best perfect life and scrubbing your freaking couch scrubbing my couch at 2am by the way that TikTok cleaning your couch with shaving foam does not work oh, did you do that yeah <gasps> did you damage it no, I went down and stole my parents. They've got like a professional upholstery cleaner. Oh, I went and stole that. That to is music it. to my ears. Yeah, that shaving foam did not work for me. So I, yeah, it didn't work. Be very careful about these trends. I mean, yeah. there's some great hacks we're learning. I did, when I came around to your house the other day, I noticed you had, you've been doing DIY cleaning products, which I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. that's amazing. White vinegar. I made my own cleaner the other week. Who am I? I don't even know. Oh, you're formulating your own products. I, what I use, I, what I use TikTok for compared to like other people, though. I'm sure. Oh no, I was on um storage TikTok recently, and oh, oh my the god, other thing, organization. Isn't it I, was, I, I love. I've been doing a bit of it at our place, and honestly, it's it's a beautiful thing. I love organization. Oh, I know. Same. Makes me feel good. I think we all owe it to ourselves to undo some of our habits that actually are making ourselves worse. I think it's also being able to recognise them. Like, I think if you're at a point in your life where you know something's not working and you want to make some changes, it's because something mm. is not right. Like, you're not really loving life and you're like, I want to change something. It's because you're struggling. And that is the point that we have both been at to realise that we need to make changes and you can't be perfect the whole time. It's like, a you know, up and down. We'll do the good self-care. We'll be good at that. And then something happens and then you kind of fall off the wagon. And then you need to get back on the wagon to look after yourself. And that's just life. I mean, you can't constantly be perfect at everything. No. I often see these super successful CEO mums who've got like three or four kids, a husband, successful lives and like seem like they've got it all. Probably got, really burnt out and stressed. Exactly. They probably don't feel great like either. The life that they are trying to portray. The thing is you can't have it all at the same time. I just mm. think we really need to like normalise the fact that having it all comes at the cost of something. Mm. And it depends what for you, like your version of having it all is probably different to like the next person's version of having it all. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, like we don't have to all be boss babe entrepreneurs. I hate that. I've really like no, boss babe's not like even the a thing boss babe. Like it's become it's quite a, a key like boss babe, boss bitch. Like it's on the outer. No, it was a trend for a bit, but yeah. it's, it took on a negative. I think some people took a negative spin on it. Yeah, female empowerment. Working in this space for a while now. I mean, it was just a trend. Like everything, people take the wrong end of the stick or not even the wrong end just their perspective on it that's how I look at it I think burnout culture is on the end honestly you wait people are getting sick of being told to burn themselves to the core that sounds so awful but people are getting sick of it you don't need someone to come on there and tell you that you just need to work harder like that's toxic it's toxic it's probably why you know like that video of Kim Kardashian a few months ago oh, when she's really... like you just need to work what'd she say People are afraid of work. People don't want to work these days. Yeah, and that pissed so many people off. There's been a few TikTokers I've seen recently who have been, like, getting cancelled. There was someone who was talking about um, how all her friends, she sees everyone on this new app called Be Real, which is a new social media app. She made a comment that all her friends, just like, I go on Be Real, and everyone's like, does no one want to work? She's like, everyone's in bed in the middle of the day, and 
had this terrible reaction on her TikTok. She's got like 4.8 million followers. And a lot of her followers, you know, everyday people that work like long jobs, like nurses, healthcare, you know, like people that work like really hard. And it was just quite tone deaf. And then she comes on and and then people like, they gaslight their followers. It's really, yeah. yeah. Um, gaslighting, yeah. Don't like, not anyway, for it. So yeah, there's, I think like from seeing things like that, people are getting sick of being told to burn themselves out. And it's not that, it's again, it's not that shift of being lazy because self-care is not lazy. It's just taking care of yourself. Oh, one more thing I was going to talk about was the bedtime thing. It, revenge bedtime procrastination is a thing. And that's what we, yeah, it was anxiety, but that's that, what we were doing. And so essentially it's when you don't feel like you have enough time to yourself during the day, which is like tick tick for most people, right? Yeah. So then at night time, instead of going to sleep, we're like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to rebel and go on your phone and scroll and, and it makes it so much worse. And then you get too stimulated that you can't sleep. So that's the thing that I'm... Such my- a cycle. And every morning I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to bed so early. And then yeah. oh, it happens every night. So I've tried this thing and I'm not perfect at it. Like I wish, I feel like a lot of us have phone addictions to an extent. Even try putting it on the other side of the room so it's not by your bed. <laughs> like obviously you need to wake up to an alarm and everything, but just like trying to put it away. If you're on your phone or on technology, an hour before you go to sleep, like it fucks with your brain. Trying to read, even if it's just a few pages before I go to sleep instead scrolling that's all we've got time for thanks for listening to the self-love club we really appreciate it and please subscribe if you haven't already and select automatic downloads you can leave us a five-star rating and if you enjoy listening please take a few seconds and maybe a minute to write us a kind review this is a really helpful way to support us and help other people find the self-love club you know just share the self-love message Find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Belle Crawford and Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok. All the details are in the show notes. I'll catch you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.